Hey everybody, welcome back to the That Sounds Toxic podcast. My name is Keely Stwicky. I'm Chris Davison. And we are here to create conversations around dating and relationships in pursuit of ending your addiction to toxic love. Today, we're going to be talking about what do men actually find attractive about women? So Chris, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I love it. So I'm just always curious. You'll find out about me. I just love to see what other research has been done, what people are talking about. And you kind of can see patterns, I always say, um, not always consistently, but see patterns. One of the things I found was just uh, men are looking for women who are calm. And that really surprised me as I did some research. Um, but I think it makes sense when you say things like, um, in social media, you can see drama is a big thing. You know, she's a drama queen or, you know, a lot of the headaches or people who just, and they got issues. I'm sure you hear things like that all the time from women as well. But so I thought that was really interesting. The guys are just looking for calm. So what do you think about that? Or how does that strike you, Keely? It's so funny because it's so triggering for me. Because the thing is, is that a lot of these men that are like, I want a woman that is my peace. Like that is the number one thing. When I was going through all of my trauma drama with breakups and trying to figure out my, find my way to really knowing what love was. Um, I read that too. I heard that too. Like men just want to find a woman that's peace when they are out in the world battling, fighting like for money. You know, basically we're all fighting for money now and they come home. They want a woman that is peace and brings them happiness. But the funny thing about that is a woman, the feminine energy at its core is a magnifier. So if she's bringing drama into your life, it's because you're not providing the foundation for peace, which would be things like we talked about in our in a previous episode about what women are looking for in men, which is feeling validated, uh, you know, being heard and and supported emotionally, and having there be communication, trust, and respect in in the relationship. So if that's not being made, a woman's going to come and be like all this chaotic energy and drama because there's there's issues within the relationship. So when guys say that, it's kind of like when you're in a dating app and you're swiping and it could be for women or men and they're like, no drama, please. Or I don't do drama. It's because they're the drama. Drama follows them because they can't hold a relationship that doesn't have drama. <laughs> One of my favorite verses <laughs> in the Bible is Romans 2, 1. It says, whenever you judge somebody else, you're guilty of yourself. So I really believe, I always say the shoe fits, you're going to wear it. So it's really right. It's just a principle. It really is. So <laughs> I thought that was fascinating. The other big one was loyalty that uh, kept mm. coming up. I saw a pattern of loyalty. So um, won't you speak on that a little bit? Because you're shaking your head. You're agreeing. <laughs> why, do you think that's, why do you think that's something really important for guys? Like for Well, yeah, because it didn't come up in the women, right? And And it's interesting, right? Because that wasn't a single thing any of those women said. I find that a lot of these things that women look for in men and men look for women are projections of self. And so men by nature, we're going to generalize just a little bit here. Men have typically been the ones that perpetrate cheating, right? That this typically, especially since I live in Mexico, we hear about this a lot. There's a lot of mistresses in the Mexican culture. And there's a lot of second girlfriends or third girlfriends or whatever. Like it's just a thing. And it's typically perpetrated by men. And so when a man says, I'm looking for loyalty in a woman, she, he's really projecting some insecurity. This is my opinion, projecting insecurities about his own archetype. Yeah. 
Because most women are really super loyal, loyal to a fault. They will give everything for their family and relationship. Yeah, I thought that was interesting what you brought. But part, I think part of the equation too is, is the differences and just how we're hardwired. I mean, as yes. women, and you know, I say this a lot and sometimes I get flack on it, but I think guys are, you know, hardwired and they give uh, love or try to portray giving love to get sex and women will give away sex to perceive mm -hmm. the love that they want to receive. So I think for that, as guys are visually stimulated, so it's probably a challenge, mm -hmm. not an excuse, obviously, but a challenge why maybe they're not loyal is what I would say. But at the same time, women are looking for that connection before they give up, you know, and give mm -hmm. away intimacy. So I think for my mind, it's kind of what I see, but I totally agree. A lot of these things uh, are what we're looking for because we don't have them ourselves and we're worried about it. So uh, yeah, exactly. Because the women weren't saying that, right? We weren't saying, oh, we want a guy that's loyal. We want a guy that's loyal. Like, and none of them were also saying like, we want a guy who brings us peace either. We wanted stability both. Mm -hmm. And mostly those women were saying we want emotionally stable men. Yeah. Yeah. Big top one kept coming up to is caring. They, guys want somebody who is caring. That makes and, sense. Um, and uh, I can see that. I mean, from from a supportive role myself, what I want, I want encouragement and caring. And previous relationships, I thought I need somebody to challenge me. And I have one of my best friends, my cousin. And she's like, hey, you're an entrepreneur. You challenge yourself every day. You know, you're you're always butting your heads. You're negotiating. You're just, you're just, you know, you're in business. You're challenged every day. Intellectually, you know, stimulated, you're stimulated. Is that what you want when you come home to be challenged? Like, and I thought about that. It was really just a recent. I'm like, I think you're right. I need somebody who's an encourager, who's supportive, who's caring. And uh, so I want to hear your take on that, Q. What do you think? Well, I think women by nature are super caring. So it's something that's really easy for us to give. And yeah. as you know, as an entrepreneur myself with my current boyfriend, like one of the things I love is to cook him food and to be caring for him and be there to be like, oh, you had a hard day. Like, let's like talk about it and cuddle and like, I'll make it better. You know, it's like in my mind is I want to be of service in that way. Um, but I've had to learn to watch for reciprocation because this is where women, ladies, you need to be really careful because we can be overly caring. And if we aren't, our cup isn't being filled as well from the masculine, like we can end up draining ourselves. And this is where six months, two years, five years, 10 years into a relationship, we wake up one day and we don't feel ourselves anymore because we've literally given everything to be caring. Yeah. I think that piggybacks caring. I want to touch on and not get too deep in the woods on intimacy though. I mm -hmm. think that's what intimacy and, and and I understand that, you know, my love language is kind of touch and quality time. And now it's become more quality time. And I want to be close to my person. But one of the things I realized, and I'm not going to pick on guys, but I am right now a little bit. And we're focusing on women, but you know, when guy hears all the time from guys, oh, my wife, my partner, my spouse, whatever. It's not, it's not intimate enough. We're not intimate enough. When we first met, we were intimate. And I always flip the script. I'm like, well, it's not because women are typically caring. Like you just said, typically it, I say it's not so much that they're not intimate or caring. In my mind, you tell me if I'm wrong, but they're not this because of the lack of environment. What kind of environment are you creating? And naturally, it's going to be an outgrowth of a caring, loving relationship that people are going to want to be intimate. And if it's not, obviously, you are going to want to be intimate with that person if it's not caring and loving. So I think the thing in my mind, which um, 
men want so much but are they creating the environment for it to be you know to take off i just started doing plants i'll give you an example all i got not 10 plants they're all doing great one plant i had high up i flooded it with water so i just killed it with kindness <laughs> i didn't understand why i kind of fell over all of a sudden so i looked and it's like a pond in there and i'm like well no wonder i killed it you know and <laughs> it could be the same relationship you know you can flood it and too much but also it could be too little it dries out so i mm -hmm. think if you're creating for guys you know what they want they're for creating the environment of intimacy and caring um obviously it's just going to be an outgrowth i think women are going to, it's going to be an, typically it's going to be an outgrowth what do you think on that yeah i think the conversation of intimacy is is a very complicated one because as a relationship goes through the stages you have different complications within this topic and so when you look at the beginning of the relationship it's all exciting and I always tell the ladies to hold out for at least a month before giving in to being physically intimate. I, I assume we're talking about physical intimacy versus emotional intimacy because yeah, they're two very different things. In there, so I didn't see it kind of fine, but we're on that subject now. Let's go ahead and cover it. So. Yeah, I figure guys are, if a guy is talking about he's saying physically intimate, right? And so in the beginning of the stages, it's like easy because it's exciting. It doesn't take a lot to do that. There's no damage in the emotional intimacy because the thing is, in order for a woman to want to be physically intimate, she needs to feel safe and heard and cared for with the emotional intimacy. And this is where the guys are, a lot of guys really lack. And they're like, well, in the beginning, you used to like do all the stuff for me. And it's like, well, yeah, in the beginning, I felt there was a delusion of emotional intimacy because I didn't know you that well. And then as time goes and there's all these little paper cuts in my heart from lack of emotional intimacy now i don't want to do it because i don't feel emotionally safe with you so that's where this issue comes in because guys get you know we're months years decades in relationships and it's like why why don't you want to touch me or do anything it's like because i am so resentful because the emotional intimacy is not there yeah i think it's a real important topic i know we're going to talk about this more in the future I'm yeah <laughs> but uh, let's get back to the last one i kind of found consistently was creativity uh -huh. and uh, and they want you know so guys are looking for a woman who's creative oh. i thought about that myself i wanted to hear your take on it from a woman's standpoint before i threw my two cents out why do you think guys are looking for a woman who's creative that's really interesting because i've never that's not one i've ever really heard um before that a guy has been like oh i love how creative you are but uh i think it goes back to the dynamic of the masculine and feminine energy polarity and the masculine energy is stable and steady and the feminine energy is flow flowy and creative creative is a, a a word that we use to describe it and so by nature that is the feminine and so i think creative is also they look for that because women create we create life we create a family we create a home we create we cook food we we decorate we do all these creative energy things and guys are really bad at that right like guys some guys can cook okay Granted, but yeah. most of the time you go into a bachelor pad and that thing looks like a bachelor pad. It's like a cave. Like my boyfriend is like the perfect example. He's a dental office. And I've been talking to him about doing some marketing for him. And I'm like, you need to make this look better in here so I can film. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's clean. I'm like, it's a sterile white place with all your papers all over your desk. Like this aesthetically does not feel good. And that's my creative energy versus his, his stable you know masculine energy he's like it's fine like i made i made fire <laughs> you know 
<laughs> I totally agree. And I think that's where I think that's what guys what they lack they're looking for. And guys are compartmentalizers. Mm -hmm. So for them, like you said, I say the same thing. I have a condo. It's sterile. It's clean, but it looks like it looks like nobody lives there because nothing on the walls. It's white. Everything's white. So um, I like it. So it's easy to clean. Right. That's what he's always uh, like. He's like, I like it. It's fine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but you know that environment, like you said, that creative environment. I think guys want that. Ultimately, I think they do mm -hmm. want that. But they just maybe don't have to foster it, or it's just not. They're not hardwired that way. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. For me, I compartmentalize. A lot of guys do, and. It's my house. It's fine. You know, it's dated. It's okay, but it's clean. And then women are like, oh, this could be so nice. You can put some soft edges around it. It'd be lovely, just lovely. <laughs> so, but I get that. I think that's why, because maybe we don't have it. We lax. There's, there's that mm -hmm. other side of that left brain side of us that most guys aren't left brain, that creative yeah. side. So I think that was important. Um, these are kind of my thing. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think guys are looking for and, and kind of maybe for me to kind of go back and forth a little bit on it. Ooh, what do I think guys are looking for? Well, my boyfriend, he's really handsome. I say that he looked, I showed you a picture of him, right? When we were at, in Florida. Yeah, he is like, a, he looks like a Mexican George Clooney. And so one of the things that he was real important to him is he wants to have a beautiful woman. And he says that, and a lot of women will get super triggered by that. But I think that because, because there's this whole like, oh, love yourself. Everyone's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, yes, we're all beautiful in our own way, but guys are very visual. And when you're a guy who's handsome himself, he is successful in his own way, like men want, they want to have a woman of, you know, of a certain standard of beauty, whatever that means in their mind. And it's funny because the standard of beauty is like different everywhere. Because when I go back to Oregon and I walk into a bar, nobody cares about me. I'm just like a fly on the wall in the bar in Oregon, but here being in Mexico, like I'm super exotic. And so like I go to a bar and guys are like, hola, Marita, senorita. Like, you know, it's just like all the time. And so to him, I'm just really beautiful. And he, that's something that he really values. So, but also you need, you need the other things. So I believe that guys really want a woman who is somewhat emotionally balanced like, granted, I have worked so much on my mindset and becoming aware of my triggers and all these things, but I definitely still have my moments, especially in entrepreneurship, where I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to this company to an end. And then you talk about like our cycle. Like, there is a day every month where I feel like the world is ending. And I can be like, oh my God, why do I feel like the world is ending? And there's no logical reason for it. It's simply hormones. And guys cannot understand this because it is a thing that happens. And it is the craziest thing, even as a woman, to be like sitting there, wake up in the morning and be like, I feel like I want to create chaos. Like it literally is a thought in your brain because of the, the hormones that you want to create chaos that day. <laughs> well, I think you hit it as you got into the whole thing. It's just guys looking for are mostly stable. I think part of it is you're going to have hormones. You're going to have good days and bad days. But. And we all have that, but I don't think it's a character defect. I don't think it's 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 something that's innately wrong with you, but having that balance. And I think, you know, if you're not, you know, I've been in, I was just talking about this relationship for a short period and the person would come unhinged with their ex-husband. I mean, unhinged. 
And I'm like, I kind of didn't do a three strike you're out thing, but I'm like, hey, this isn't healthy. Maybe I was just really nice. Maybe you need to get some counseling, some help. And it just got worse, not better. And I was just like, this isn't for me. You know, I just, you know, I'm not here to fix anybody. So I think, like you said, being emotionally stable is, is kind of a platform of, of, mm -hmm. of a starting you, point. And it's person. hard. It's, it's hard because it takes so much self-reflection to realize that you're like even acting a little crazy. Like you said, emotions start to come up and it takes a lot of self-awareness for that. And then also like as women, society has told us, you know, it's like, oh, you're just being hormonal, right? We have all of this like deflection and being deflated by our innate like form, you know, innate energy being woman. And so then we get more in your head and it just for it just makes the issue even worse. And so yeah. there has to be some mutual understanding there. And I think the feminine should be more celebrated for that because that's where the creative energy comes from, right? Like yeah. you, you have to have this chaotic flowy energy in order to have the care, the beautiful, um, caring feminine creative energy as well. You know, a lot, I just want to back up what you're saying. I agree hundred percent. I want to back up. Cause a lot of times it's, you know, we have tons of stuff we're dealing with. We bring all this to the table. You bring a bunch of stuff to the table in your relationship with Alex. I bring stuff to my relationship. It's what our trauma. I mean, trauma is a mm -hmm. big thing. We'll talk about that more. There's, you know, family, your family of origin, society, your friend group. I think it's really important to talk to somebody. I know we're talking about here and kind of put relationships out, but if you don't have a coach or somebody helping you or a therapist, that's really important because yes. you need somebody who can give you an honest assessment outside of yourself. And I know I try to be honest with myself. I, I don't see things all the time or I have a different perspective. And that's really important to get somebody who's, I call it aligned interest, you know, mm -hmm. who cares about you and wants the best for you. But at the same time, it's not you, it's but somebody else. And I, we all have stuff. We just got stuff. Yeah. It's how we process and deal with that stuff. And uh, I think that's part of the path or kind of the journey to get to be emotionally yeah, mature. So, well, and there's honestly, there's this weird generational thing like, I love my mom to death, but she, all the generational trauma that I picked up from her and I feel very proud that I've broken it. So now I'm going back to her and I'm being like, Hey, like, why don't we get you a life coach? Why don't we, why don't you go to counseling and work through some of these things? And she's been dating this guy that is so much older than her. And I look at him like my grandpa and I was like, Hey, we should really help my mom by getting her into some counseling. And you know, he said to me, he said, there's nothing wrong with my mom. She's not broken. She's fine. And I said, you don't go to counseling just when you're broken. You don't talk to someone and work on these things because you're broken or crazy. And I think there's this old school mentality of only going when there's a real problem or only going because you're crazy and need to be medicated. And now it's nice because the younger generations were normalizing that just as much as we need to take care of our physical health, the mental health is, it's almost more important, even more important than the physical health. Yeah, I think there's a stigma there. Mm -hmm. you know, you're weak, or especially for guys, because we're talking about guys right now. There's definitely a, a weak or you're, you're not well or you're, like I said, broken. But I think if you really can have some introspection, you know, we all need help. And I yeah. think that's really important to get that and just own that. And like, I'm 47, so kind of my generation, I think we're on the tail end of it. Like I see people on both ends of the spectrum. Hey, you're weak if you're doing that. Or you go to therapy, what's wrong with you? And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, no. I said, I appreciate that. I can see what's wrong with you clearly, but what's wrong <laughs> with me is I'm getting help. So, But let's have an honest, honest conversation. And for guys, that's pride, ego kind of gets involved. Mm -hmm. What others think about you. And that's really, you know, what kind of comes into play in that. So, but 
Yeah, I don't want to kind of beat that as a lead horse. We'll obviously talk more about this in the No, but it's also, you know, since we're on the topic of what men are looking for in women, the thing is, is a lot of men, and I see it in the the Facebook groups and on the forums when guys are talking about relationships, they're so bitter. And we're, you know, we have this age, this, you know, there's even articles being posted about the age of the lonely man. And so the thing is, is the reason that it's so important to work on yourself as a man and a woman is because if you want to have the partner who is caring, who is creative, who is your piece, you have to be working on yourself because you have to, the masculine energy in in men, you are the foundation of the relationship. Whatever you give your partner, uh, whether it be, you know, financially, um, emotionally, physically, any of that stuff, she's going to magnify it back to you. Relationships are nothing more than a mirror. So if you aren't working on this, if you are chronically having issues in relationships and you aren't looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, what am I doing wrong? You are the problem. I 30% agree. I think part of it is for me personally, I kind of, for several months, I stepped out of counseling. My counselor kind of got busy. She got sick mm-hmm. on vacation. It kind of became something on the back burner. And then I realized I was kind of, you know, in a relationship space, making some bad decisions, you know, mm-hmm. or kind of doing some things. that I really not nothing bad or like hurting anybody, but I wasn't paying attention to red flags. I wasn't seeing what I needed to see. I wasn't really, you know, I kind of let myself go. I'm like, so as I kind of got back into counseling, she asked me a series of questions. And I'm like, yeah, I see that. And it wasn't, you know, it's like, it was a short period, but those skills, you want to call it, or those things became, I wasn't practicing them, you know? And then mm-hmm. when I got back and kind of got recentered, obviously it made sense what I was doing, the patterns I was falling into. And, and, uh, it just, just opened my eyes up to what I was doing and, and nothing bad, but at the same time, it wasn't healthy. So now I realize, Hey, you just need a kind of different perspective. And that really was a subtle mind shift. But for me, it was huge because I saw what I was doing wrong and I was able to see what was healthy and unhealthy. And, it to me it was great it was really eye-opening but same time working on myself because you got to do the work you know yeah. you got to work like i said the person always you want to be community if you want community you got to be community you know mm-hmm. you got to be part of it if you want a relationship you got you just said you got to be that person you want to date and look in the mirror and, and until people do that i don't really think they should be dating to be honest with you <laughs> but <laughs> no but a lot of people just are so unconscious of their own uh you know, relation to the world and their outside world and the inside world. And so they just project all of this garbage. And I think that's a Jay Shetty quote where it's like, you know, define the characteristics that you want in a partner and become that. So as a man, if you want someone that is peaceful, you have to become peaceful in your own inner world. If you want someone who's caring, you have to become caring. If you want someone that's creative, now, when you might be able to forgive, you don't have to be creative, but but you have to hold space for her creative energy. If you want a woman's creative, you have to be able to hold space for that. And it's also, if you want a woman that's beautiful, you have to allow her to be beautiful. This is, uh, you know, I had a partner, my ex-fiance, you know, I would put on something beautiful and be ready to go out to dinner. And he'd be like, why are you wearing that? And so he was always tearing down my beauty because of his own insecurities, because he didn't want other guys to see me or yeah. he didn't want me to outshine him or whatever the narcissist mind. But you have to be able to hold space for these things and be secure in yourself if you want those things. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Great point. Great point. Yeah. So obviously we're talking about toxic relationships, toxic situations. So let's mm-hmm. just kind of get into what's one thing takeaway wise that we can stop perpetuating toxic relationships or toxic behavior. 
Yeah. So I think um, the the big takeaway would be if you though if you want those things that we discussed today, if, if men really want those things, you have to be able to hold space for those things. And just like I just said, like, and you have to be able if you have been in chronic cycles of broken relationships, toxic relationships. You have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, what am I doing wrong? Instead of projecting it onto the females and being like, women are just like that. No, you are inviting, you are the problem. You are the one inviting that into your life. And maybe uh, one person in the relationship cannot fix everything, but it can sure change the dynamic, especially men. Like men really have the power to calm a woman and to make her your peace. And yes, she does need to do her own part, but men really hold the key to a lot of the dynamic in the relationship. You know, I think part of it, I really agree with what you're saying. And for a guy, um, I always ask the question when I'm working with guys is, do you want something different? I mean, there's obviously I a pattern am. you're not excited about. We're talking for a reason. And it starts with me is, do you want something different? You know, in AA, the 12 steps is, you know, that's how you start. Like, you mm-hmm. got to be honest. If you want something different, then they talk about going any lengths to get it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really it. If you want something different and the drive is you want to go to any lengths, like I said, reach out to somebody like Keely for the girls, for me, for the guys. I mean, just start the conversation. You know, if you want something different, we can just start the conversation and kind of encourage you in that way. So don't be afraid to reach out for help. I mean, it's yeah. there. I know for guys, because we're talking about guys right now, that's really hard to do because it shows weakness or vulnerability. But I'm telling you, the weakness of vulnerability is what guys, what girls want, guys. They want you to be vulnerable. They want you to be open. And it's okay. The more you do that, the more freeing it is, is what I've discovered, where I was really scared to put myself out there and be vulnerable and think I was perfect. And then I was not attracting what I wanted until I became vulnerable and authentic and open. And then I attracted what I wanted ultimately. So I really appreciate what you shared there, Keely, just about, you know, being... Oh my gosh. Yes. I want to touch one more thing, even though we're wrapping up is that, (laughs) that guys want a woman who is physically intimate. If you sit down with her and you are vulnerable and authentic and real with her, you will get way more physically, physical intimacy. Like that is the key. So that's just my last thought on this. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that topic. I know we will in the future. It's one of my, that's one of my favorite topics is vulnerability. So I love it in business and in life. So, but yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, you want to go ahead and wrap us up, Kelly? I appreciate it.